Thank you, Jesus. Love that song we just sang. He's the name above all names. Amen? He's the name above everything that has a name. His name is above. Man, tell you what, that's, that is securing. If you, if you have any understanding of how amazing that that is, it brings security to your soul. And, and brings security to your life. Amen? Tell you what. Knowing that His name is above everything. So there's nothing that has a name that has any ability to overcome or to overpower us in any way, shape, or form because of what His name has accomplished. Amen? Yes. Glory to Jesus. What the blood of Jesus has accomplished. So thankful for it. Well, tonight I, we finished our series on righteousness last week and and um and so i've just i i like to take messages that i've preached through the years and sometimes i'll kind of tweak them and, and go back over them because you can't ever get enough of something and i've never preached the same thing twice ever and i've preached a lot of repetitive messages through the years but every time i preach it it's never the same ever and so um, years ago, God, one day I was, I, I got this by looking at a picture frame, and, and I, I thought about the scripture, the, the Bible in Hebrews says that, that the worlds were framed by the word of God, and there's the worlds in the world, and then there's your and my world. I live in a world you, we live in the world, but we live in a world within, a, within the world. And my world and your world is framed by something. And the previous title uh, that I had is Framing Your World by the Word of God. Well, I'm changing the title of that to this. Say what you want to see. Because... If my world is framed by the Word of God based on what I say, then a little bit deeper into this revelation, God wants you to think about this all the time, that everything that you say, He wants you to say based on what you want to see. God wants you to say things based on what you want to see, the end result of what you want to see. That's the power and authority that God has given mankind in the earth and so we're just going to take about five passages of scripture and just confirm that and see that real clearly because it's real clear in the world in 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 the word what god has given to us now tonight i want you to think about this statement um god isn't running the world God's not running the world. What He wants to do is He wants to run you. He's not running the world. He's running us. Because the world that we live in is a system. And the Bible's real clear that the devil is still the God of the system because of the choices that God gave us 
and the sense realm that He created our bodies to live in. Because of that, the devil is still the God of the system. So the world is a system out there. And yet, the earth is His and the fullness of the earth. The planet belongs to God. He created it and it's His and everything in it. But the world is a system, a way of thinking. And He's not running the world. Because if God was running the world, then we would be serving a schizo God. We'd be serving a freako God that's in control of this mess that we see on planet earth? No. The mess is in the system. It's in the thinking. So what we've got to do, what we have to learn to do, is we have to realize that the, my world, the world that I live in, that's in this world, that's in this system, has got to learn to run, run contrary to the thinking of the system where the devil is, in, is, is, is the God of. Or in other words, he's in control of it. And I'm going to prove, somebody says, well, you know, I, I, I thought the devil was defeated. He is. The Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. But the devil is in operation through deception. And what he's banking on is that people won't believe this. We get wrapped up in everything else except this. We spend more time in everything else than this. That's why the movie industry is so high and off the charts. It's why the music industry is off the charts. Everybody spends time in their music and in movies and in TV shows and all that. It's off the charts what people do. How many people like television? Come on, raise your hand. Don't tell me you don't like television. Okay, I like television. My hand's up. How many like movies? I like movies. Right? How many like music? I like music. Hmm? I like all that. See? It's just, what's happened is, because it's, it's such, it, it brings such comfort to our flesh, that our flesh has been programmed to want more of that than we want this, but mixed into all that stuff is a mindset that wants to convince you and I that what... Uh, Matt Damon thinks, whatever, whoever, you know, is more real than what Jesus says. Now, now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a born Mission Impossible guy, you know, those kind of th- shows. I, I, I love those kind of shows. But Jason Bourne is not my God. Amen? Jesus Christ is. And what he says is more real than what anybody else says. Don't you just love movie quotes that you help you remember something? Or, or you know, something will happen day to day, and, you'll, and all of a sudden you'll remember a movie quote that relates to something you're dealing with. Anybody? Or is that just me? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I love that when, when I'll hear, a, 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 there'll be a movie quote that, that comes up. Somebody will say something, and, and, I'll, and, and it sounds like somebody that said something in a movie that was really funny or whatever. I love those kind of things. 
And, and around our house, we, we always have movie quotes and all that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you what, around my house, we quote the Word of God. And we believe the Word of God. And the Word of God has framed our minds and our world so that we live in a world that is framed by what the Word of God says because we want to see what the Word says. We don't want to see the results of what doubt and unbelief and what the system says. And the system's got a whole different mindset than the kingdom of God. See, the world says you can't believe something until you see it. The Bible says that the seeing's in the believing. That's just one little factor that's is as different as night and day. And yet, most people don't believe something until they see it. So, we're not saying what we want to see. We're saying what we see, and we're getting what we see. I want to get what I say as a result of not what I see, but then what I begin to see is the result of what I say when I didn't see it. Don't ask me to repeat that. <clears throat> you know what I mean. So, think about these few verses of Scripture tonight. So, God's not running the planet. He's attempting to run your life so that you'll run the planet. Right? So think about that as, as we read these few verses. Hebrews 11. <clears throat> Hebrews 11 and verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So the things that are seen they weren't made by things that were seen. They were made by things that weren't seen. And, and we won't go there tonight, but Genesis 1, 1 says, And in the beginning, God saw nothing, and He said, Light be, and what? Light was, based on what He wanted to see. There was darkness and void. There was beyond darkness, there was void. And God wanted to see light, so He said, Light be, and then light was. And that's the world that he's teaching us to live and operate in. That what we say, you, you, you won't ever be able to create anything with your words. But you will create manifestation of circumstances in your life if you learn to say what he says is so and believe it. If I learn to declare and say what he says is already so because of what he's already created. See, he, he created me to be bigger than anything in the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He created me that way. So as I begin to say those kind of things and I declare that, that's what he says is so, then what my responsibility is to learn to believe it. And I'm just telling you, the believing starts with saying what you want to see. I want to see myself stronger and bigger than anything that I face because of who He is. Amen? <clears throat> so, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. 
By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying as his gifts, and though it, though it he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. So the world that we live in that is framed by the word of God, then we have to develop this trust and confidence that what God says is so is so. Now, just remember that as, as, as we look at a couple other things. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. He says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings, like tonight I'm, you're hearing from me what the Word of God says, he says, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and, do, and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep. Everybody say, dug deep. Say it again. Say it one more time. Dug deep. He's like a man building a house who dug deep. And he laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, notice it didn't say if the flood arose, it said when it did. So stuff happens. So when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation or without digging deep, against which the stream beat. And immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house is great. So the stuff beat against both houses. One fell and one didn't. Why? Because one dug deep and built on a foundation, and one didn't. And here's the thing about digging deep. See, God's wanting to rule you. God's wanting to be in control of your life. He's not here to run the planet. He's here to run you so that you'll run the planet. How many believe tonight that you were created to run this planet? We're here to be in control of the things that go on here because in Genesis 1, 26, it says that God made man in His image and gave him dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over everything on the planet. God gave us dominion. So He's here to rule and control our life And as He rules and controls our life, and we rule and control in the earth, then the system of the earth that's controlled by the enemy, the way of thinking that's controlled by the enemy, is shut down. And how we do that? By digging deep. And my concept of digging deep and finding the right rock and the right foundation and pouring that 
My concept of dig, digging deep is working out what a message like this really means to you. You've got to learn to say what you want to see instead of just saying what you're already seeing. Man, it looks horrible. Man, what about this? Man, what about that? We hear reports every day of how bad things are. Very little do you hear in national media and that stream and flow do you hear of positive things. Most of it's horrible stuff. Somebody give me a headline of something that's happening in the United States right now. Some bad thing that's happening. Somebody tell me. Riots in Baltimore. How many knew that there were riots in Baltimore? Okay. Now, there is a, there is a negative flow. I'm not, I, I'm not saying that in, 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 in a sense that we don't have compassion on those people. It's ugly. Things are happening up there. See, but all of our attention, all of people's attention gravitates toward the negative. See, and that's what the God of the system banks on. See? So, I'm not saying that people aren't praying because they are. And I didn't say, we just read that bad things come against everybody's house. It, it, it comes. One falls and one stands strong. Because why? Because they dig deep. What I believe part of the process of digging deep is, is working out what something like I'm sharing with you tonight, what it really means to you. You've got to work it out. Well, you know, I don't, I mean, what's he talking about that I'm, I'm supposed to say what I want to see? Well, let, let, let me ask you this. If you wake up tomorrow morning and you feel rotten and you allow yourself to say how you feel, man, I don't want to get up. Man, it's going to be a horrible day. Anybody ever said that and had a horrible day? Most of the time you do. Why? Because you expect to. Why? Because you base everything on how you feel. See, I, got to, I mean, there's many days when I feel horrible. Get up, wake up, feel like I've been run over by a Mack truck, had a bad dream. Like, the enemy uses nighttime to bring torment against people's minds and against their life. Yeah, I've had a lot of bad days, but I've learned to get up first thing in the morning and declare what I want to see. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. God's mercy and His grace are new to me every morning. Holy Spirit is bigger than any problem or obstacle or challenge that I have. Holy Spirit gives me wisdom and discernment in every decision that I need to make today. I choose to be a blessing to all those around me. And no matter what happens today, I know that God will see me through, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if God is for me, then nobody can be against me today. I choose to honor God today by the words I speak, by the way I act, and by allowing His love, light, and truth to shine through me. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed coming in and going out, ready for anything, and, and, and equal to anything through Christ Jesus, for he always causes me to triumph. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Today is going to be a great day, and I'm telling you something good is happening to me today. Okay, how long did that take? Maybe 30 seconds, right? And all that did was shut down how I feel or maybe thoughts that were in my mind that were trying to dictate my day. And what I've done right then is I've chosen to say 
What he says is already so about me, no matter whether it looks that way, no matter how I feel, no matter what, no matter anything, no matter, no matter the fear or something that may be telling me that it's going to be a bad day, maybe from the day before there was a bad report about something that could happen, you know, thoughts of maybe losing your job or this thing. No, no, no. This is a great day and the Holy Spirit's inside of me and he's my helper and he's going to help me in this day and he's going to give me wisdom and understanding in how to deal with every situation that I'm confronted with. And I just tell you right now, the more you practice that, the better you get at it, and then you don't have bad days. Oh, I mean, potentially you do. Because the circumstances and situations, you're not denying if there's things going on around you. But you can't have a bad day when you're framing your world based on s desiring to see, or say, you're saying what you're desiring to see. I am going to say what I want to see in this day, and I expect this day to be a great day. You know, God never created a bad day. He never created a day that wasn't good. So I can have what I say. And see, if I start the day like that, and that's his will for my life, then what's happening is he is ruling and running my life and what's happening in the day. If I'm having a good day, then good's going to get off on someone else. If I'm having a joyful, happy day, then joyful and happy is going to get off on other people. How many people know in here today you can have a horrible day, you'd be expecting a horrible day, and it's going to be horrible, and you're going to help make sure that everybody else comes down with you? It's just the way it works. See? And so if that's the case, then the God of the system is winning. See, and God's not going to step in and correct your day and cause good things to happen because he's not running the world. He's not running the system. He's here to run humanity so that humanity will make the world a great place. Wow, what a responsibility. I have a responsibility to make this thing work, not just for me, but for people around me. How are people, how are people out there going to know how real God is if, he, if they don't see God through you and me? That's the way God made it. He gave dominion to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve gave it away. Jesus got it back. And now dominion in the earth has been given to us. And if anything's going to happen on planet earth, it's going to happen because we choose to do things His way. We choose to allow the, the helper, the Holy Spirit, to reveal to us the things we need to be saying. And we need to get vision and pictures on the inside of us of what we want to see our lives be every single day and start by saying it. Look at Proverbs 18 and 21. Proverbs 18, 21. You got it? Uh, let's read that and then give it to me in the Amplified. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. So, death and life are in the power of what I say where my life is concerned. Death and life are not 
and, and, and if you've been around here at all, you've heard me even in this message say this before, but, but think about this again. God, right there it's not talking about like dying or ceasing to exist. What it's talking about is destruction or blessing and prosperity or increase in your life. Living in the life and the zoe of God, the power of God, the dominion that God created us. So whether we live in destruction or or we live as the two houses that we talked about in Luke 6, one is life and one is death. One is destruction. One, is, one house crumbled and fall. One stood strong no matter what came. And what determines that is not God. What determines life or death in your life is not God in one sense, but in another sense, Life or death is determined in your life based on what God said. So, death or destruction or life or blessing is determined in my life if I choose to say what He already says is so. So, death and life for me is in the power of my time. It's not even in the hands of the devil. The devil's defeated. And the system out there that looks like it can defeat us can't defeat you the government can't defeat you so what's the worst that the government could do to you tax you (laughs) that's right and then if you don't pay your taxes they can throw you in jail and then if you don't do something else you know they can do whatever they can seize your property or tell you what but they can't take what you got on the inside they can't take who you are in here see they can't destroy you and what can happen to a person even if if the government the i don't know whoever i'm just saying i'm just using as an example whoever would be against you if they can't be against you because the bible says if god's for you then nobody can be against you if that's true Okay, and I choose to believe that, then if somebody does come against me or some situation does happen against me in my life, what can happen? How will God, how will God navigate me through the situation? See, that's what we can't be afraid of. Well, you know, I don't want to navigate through something difficult. I just want to, it all be, no, 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 you're, you're dreaming. In life, there's, Difficult times. There is horrible storms that came against both of those houses, and it's talking about just life in general. There's all kinds of things that life wants to throw at us, right? So whatever is thrown at us, Holy Spirit is there to help us and to navigate us through it. The Bible says Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit in the River Jordan by, the, by, by John. He was baptized by John in the River Jordan, and he came up out of that, and then the Holy Spirit led him in the wilderness for 40 days. He led him through the wilderness, but it was just 40 days, it was a short period of time. But where did he lead him? He led him in and through the wilderness. And there's wilderness situations and times in life that God wants to lead you and I through. And we have to learn 
to understand that and be able to embrace it and not be afraid of it. And, and that only happens by pride. You're not going to just wake up one day and not be afraid to navigate through some difficult times. I don't know about you. I don't care how difficult it is. I just want to be on the winning side, right? I just want to win. And, and that, that's what happens when we do it his way and we allow him to be in control of ruling us and so that we can do what he wants done in the earth. Think about it for a minute. It's not just him trying to navigate me through difficult times for my own personal need. It's him navigating me so that I'm confident in him and I can rule and reign in the earth. God wants the earth changed, folks. He wants this system changed. And you change the, the system one person at a time based on the way they think. You ever heard the phrase brainwashing, right? Well, that, that's always connected to a cult or some group that's trying to do something bad. But that's what God, that's what the Bible does. It, it washes your brain. It washes your thinking. It renews your mind to think like God instead of the system or the way of the world. See, the way of the world is always trying to help you to find the easiest way. Well, i just tell you right now, the way of the Bible is not always the easiest way, but it's the rewarding way. A lot of times, the way of the Bible is, seems like, God, did you forget? Why did you lead me this way? Why did God lead the children of Israel on the path that he led them when they were just 11-day journey? It took them 40 years to get there. What the heck? Did he forget the, the, the signs? I mean, the street signs or whatever? I mean, led, led them all over the... Why? You know why? Because he led them on a different path than was the normal path to go from where they were to where they were going because he wanted them to know what was in their hearts so when they got to the land of plenty, they'd know how to handle it and how to deal with the enemies there. If you're afraid of the enemy, then what you're afraid of is a shadow. And we got to get rid of that mentality. Stand up here, Dale. So if Dale walks in the room and there's his shadow... <gasps> I mean, we're, we're afraid of a shadow. So here comes a shadow, and there's no substance to a shadow, but that's all the enemy is. He's just a shadow. He just appears to be one way. He's, he's getting you to bank on everything that things in the natural appear to be, that that's the gospel truth. That's not the gospel. See, this is the real stuff. And God is the real stuff. Thank you. See, he don't want us to be afraid of shadows. And we got to get rid of shadow mentality and the fear of being afraid of something that appears to be one way when really it's not that way. How God says it is is the way it is. So when I find out that God says something about my life, and man, I'm thinking, well, God, that's not so. And you know what I've done. And you know, I, 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 you know I, yesterday I didn't act like that, so that means I'm not that way. No, no, that's the enemy trying to convince you. God wants you to get to a place where you say what you want to see. Somebody tell me something they want to see. Just yell it out. Debt free. So you think that if Sandra starts saying every day and she finds in the word where God says it's, it's right to be free from debt and you, she starts saying that, you think it's going to create like lockjaw? Some bad thing's going to happen to her because of what she's saying in the Word of God. No. No. 
If she begins to declare in one form or another or through the verse, that's why, see, when you dig deep in a revelation like that right there, okay, so, so Pastor, you just mean that it, for the next two weeks, if I say I'm debt-free, I'm debt-free, I'm debt-free, that all my debt's going to be removed. No. No. That's where it begins. Maybe it will happen in two weeks. Whatever. But it begins by what I say. Death and life, if I want to see the life of debt-free in my life, it's going to start with what I say. That's where it starts. But I go to the Word and I dig it out and I find how it's God's will for me to be debt-free. So, so Sandra's confession is, Father, I see in the Word here where it sh- it, you said you don't want me to owe anybody anything but to love them. You want me free of debt of, of any kind. I see that. I see how clear that is. And I just thank you today that I'm debt free. Okay? And you know the pile of debt you have. So I can't say that though, Pastor, because I'm not that way. That's what the enemy's tried to get you to believe. You can't say that because that, like you're in denial. We're not in denial. I'm not, I'm not ignoring these bills. Oh, praise God, I'm debt-free. I'm just going to run all my bills in a paper shredder. Whew. I'm debt-free. No. no, 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 Along the way, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal things to you, but what you're doing is changing the way you see yourself. You see yourself debt-free. When you begin to see yourself debt-free, that will begin to come. But what the Holy Spirit, the helper, he's not going to get you out of debt and just let you do nothing. But he's going to help you, not only to get out of debt, but to remain out of debt and, and change some things that got you in that place before. That's, he's the helper, see? Everybody say this, I need help. I promise you, you need help. Taken care of, God gave you a helper, lives inside of you. He's there to reveal himself and, and that help to us day to day, right? But it starts, all of it starts by what we say. And if you don't change what you say, man, this debt, this debt is wearing me down. There's no way, there's no way ever. There's no way in the world I'm ever going to get out of this. I'm so deep in debt. I've made so many mistakes, yada, yada. And you say that every day, day after day, week after week, month after month. You're pounding, pounding yourself into the ground by the things that you're saying. And what God says and he begins to reveal to you as you begin to dig it out. Dig it out. And all of a sudden, you're digging it out. You're coming to church. You're hearing the word preach. You're hearing things about what the word says about that. And all of a sudden, you hear a verse of scripture. God said that he will make a way when it seems like there is absolutely no way. Wow. wonder if that would apply to debt free. <laughs> Heck yeah. Huh? Dang right. And anything else? He said he'll make a way where it seems like there is no way. That's a scripture. That's, there's about four passages of scripture that are backed up in that verse right there in, in, in what that's saying. He will make a way in your life when it seems like it's impossible. Seems like people are calling you bill collectors and this and bam, 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 bam. It just seems like all this. And then all of a sudden, you hear a verse or you're reading, you're digging it out, and all of a sudden, a verse of scripture comes to you. If God be for you, then nobody can be against you. Nobody. 
See, what's happening is you're building your arsenal of the things that you're saying because you're saying what you want to see. But at the same time, what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you is how you got there. See, because if you don't change what you say, you'll never admit that you're the problem for being in the problem you're in. Because I promise you, God's not the problem. So when we're in situations, and most of the time, listen, listen, I mean, you know, just claim ignorance. I didn't know any better. And most of the time, that's what the problem is. We didn't know any better. Nobody taught me. Nobody showed me that I shouldn't do this, that, and the other. Okay, I was ignorant. Hmm? But the Bible covers that too. He'll even cause your mistakes to prosper. Oh, glory to God. I mean, he's got it covered at every corner. But we've got to learn to dig it out, take responsibility, apply the principles, and carry it out. Can you say amen? So, i got four minutes so, Ezekiel 36, and, and, and you, you'll, you'll want to go home and read this. This is five verses of scriptures, and you'll want to go read this. What did I just say? Go home and read it. <laughs> go home and read it, right? I'm going to read it. But you go home and read it and study it and listen and listen to God in what he's saying to you about this, about everything that we've talked about. Because when you apply, when you apply what, we're, what I'm talking about, this is what will happen in this passage of Scripture right here. Let's everybody look at the board and read it. <clears throat> then I'll sprinkle clean water on you, the water of the Word, and you shall be clean, and I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols and all the stupid things you've done. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Watch this. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments or my word and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine. Everybody say, no famine. In other words, no lack. Huh? We want to be debt-free? That comes from no lack. And what happens? Where does that come from? Taking the principles I'm talking about tonight and applying those. Just start with this one thought, and it's the title of the message tonight. I'm going to say what I want to see. Don't let anything else come out of my mouth. I'm just going to say today on, I'm going to say what I want to see. You heard the process. I'm not saying you're going to say something a few times and it's going to change everything. It starts the process of God revealing himself and putting a new spirit on the inside of you and causing this to happen. And then verse 30. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of what? Famine. What's famine? Lack. Not enough. In debt. Whatever it is. In, in every way. And, that, and what we're talking about is not just the financial world. 
Okay? It's in every area. I don't want, I don't want famine. I, 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 no famine. Can you say amen? No famine among the nations, among our nations or the world that we frame. Now, <clears throat> um, can you put a scripture up real quick that, that I need in the Message Bible? I need 2 Kings 7 and verse 1 and 2. And I'll end with this. If you can, if you can type that in and find it for me. 2 Kings chapter 1. <clears throat> and you're really going to want to go home and meditate on this. 2 Kings chapter 7 and verse 1 and 2 in the message. 2 Kings 7, 1 and 2. Yo! Elijah said, what? Listen, watch, listen, God's word. Listen to God's word. Listen to the word that I just shared with you tonight. Listen to it. The famine's over. What would happen if every day, if you, if you dug out and you spent time realizing what famine is and where there's been famine in your life, and what would happen every day based on the Word of God if you declared the famine is over? It's over. This time tomorrow, see, the, and, and in the land at that time, there was a horrible famine that had been in the land for seven years. This time tomorrow, food will be plentiful, a handful of meal for a shekel, two handfuls of grain for a shekel, and the market or the commerce at gates of the city will be buzzing. It said the gate of the city, but I just threw in there gates of the city. That the commerce and activity at gates of the city will be buzzing. Why? Because the famine is over. See? And what he's saying is this. The extreme of the cost of paying five bucks for a loaf of bread just changed to a loaf of bread costing 25 cents. And look at verse 2. Look at what this idiot said. The attendant on whom the king leaned for support said to the holy man, you expect us to believe that? That trap doors opening in the sky and food tumbling out? You'll watch it, and, and, and the king says, you'll watch it with your own eyes. And he said, but you will not eat so much as a mouthful. And that boy died, and he didn't get nothing. And you know what he's saying right here? You expect us to believe that the windows of heaven are open, that blessing is being poured out, that there's not room enough to receive? Yeah, boy. Hmm? Why? I'm a tither. And what seemed impossible is possible when? By this time tomorrow. 